Book of Micah, chapter 6, and when you get there, we'll say amen, book of Micah. So tonight, I feel kind of intimidated because they let it go. <laughs> How do you preach after that, Pastor George, you know? <laughs> amen. So we're going to go to Micah, and when you get there, say amen. So first series, we're talking about a life that pleases the Lord, and and we were looking at how the Lord, that he wants us to walk in a certain way, in a way that chooses righteousness, a way that makes the right choices in life. And in the book of Micah, um, chapter 6, in verse 8, the Bible says these words. It says, he has shown you, O mortal, what is good and what does the Lord require of you? So we see the question right there. What does the Lord require of us? It says, to act justly. And to love mercy. Everyone say, I'm going to love mercy. Okay, let's say it, like, let's say it one more time. I'm going to love mercy. And to walk humbly with your God. So why don't we go ahead and pray right now. Lord, we thank you for your grace and for your goodness and for your mercy. Lord, we praise you for it, Lord. And we give you all the worship. We give you all the honor. And right now, Lord, I pray that I would uh, just move out of the way and you would speak to hearts as you, as you already have been through these amazing sisters who love you. Lord, we thank you for that. And right now, Lord, I pray, Lord, that your name would be honored, your name would be glorified. If we have any offenses against us right now, that we would love, choose mercy. Lord, we would choose mercy instead of uh, choose retaliation or uh, to try to figure things out on our own. I pray that we would choose mercy. We'll be sure to give you all the honor, all the glory, and all the praise, and all of God's people said. Amen. So on Sunday, we were on trial, and we were in the courtroom of heaven. We were standing before the Lord, and all of our offenses of the weekend, we, we said that the Lord had a rap sheet on us, and they were right before him. But the good news is we had the advocate, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, who through his precious blood died for our sins, that you and I can be righteous before the Lord. We can be righteous for the Lord. And the Bible says that the Lord requires of us, of us that we act justly. That means to make the right choice, to, to walk in righteousness. We see that all throughout the New Testament. Now, the second part of the series today is to love mercy, to love mercy. And on, on Sunday, we'll be walking, talking about walking humbly before the Lord. So in the book of Daniel, King Nebuchadnezzar, he was on trial with God. And the Bible says that God, he was examining him, his kingdom, and that God had made a judgment about him in heaven. It's very interesting. But all throughout the Bible, you see many uh, words that are used in legal terms, uh, courtroom terms, uh, you see uh, uh, verdicts handed down. And in um, the book of Micah, we see that as, as well. We see the nation of Israel, they're on trial, the Israelites are on trial, and God, he begins to render a verdict. Now, same thing with Nebuchadnezzar in uh, the book of Daniel, chapter 4. And you read chapter 4, it's so awesome, very interesting chapter. But the Bible says this in verse 17 of Daniel chapter 4. I'm going to turn there real quick. Book of Daniel. You might want to write these, this verse down. Maybe just read the whole chapter tonight when you get home. But the book of Daniel chapter 4 and verse 17. How many of you appreciated those testimonies tonight? Weren't they so good? So awesome. The Bible says this in verse 17. It says, the word is by decree... Of the watchers, and the decision is by command of the holy ones. This is what the, the living will know, that the Most High is ruler over human kingdoms. Over human kingdoms, 
He gives them to anyone he wants. He sets the lowly of people over them. He sets the lowly of people over them. That means that God, he's the one who appoints and anoints. God's the one who sets people up. The kingdom that I want you to be thinking about is your personal kingdom that God has placed you. You're overseeing something. You've been entrusted with something. God has entrusted something to your care, to my care. Now, the Bible says in this text that God rules from heaven. Heaven is in charge. Heaven is in charge, and God is on his throne there, and there are certain things that go on, take place every single day, every single moment that affects our lives. God's watching us. God's keeping, uh, he's keeping an eye on us, and that's something that's amazing. It's really awesome when you think that God's watching us. But the Bible says in verse 27 that Daniel's talking to Nebuchadnezzar, and he says this in verse 27 of our text. The Bible says this. It says, therefore, may my advice seem good to you, my king. Separate yourself from this, your sins by doing what is right and from your injustice by showing mercy. Everyone say showing mercy. Okay. By showing mercy to the needy, perhaps there will be an extension of your prosperity. And we see something um, very powerful that God, he wants us to show mercy now, this Sunday we talked about the rap sheet, and I was pretending, I was looking at all your sins, but no one gave me your sins. I didn't know what you did, okay? I know some of you look pretty scared on um, that Sunday morning. <laughs> but isn't that a fearful thing to fall in the hands of a living God? So you, we, we, we ripped up that rap sheet, and today we're going to be looking at a different rap sheet. This rap sheet is not anything that you've done, but this rap sheet that I hold in my hand is a rap sheet, for example, of offenses that people have done to you, that people have done to you. And some of them, you may have never told anybody about them. You may have never said, hey, this is what happened to me when I was younger, or this is what happened to me uh, when I was, last week. Or the, There's some things that we bottle up. And let me say this, can I encourage you? You want to talk to somebody who you can trust, that God can, that God can use to minister healing to you. If there's anything traumatic that has ever happened in your life. But there's these things that take place, and, and I'm looking at yours today, tonight. I'm looking at, oh, that person said that about you last week. You found out about it because they accidentally texted you. <laughs> Has that ever happened to any of you? You know, someone's writing a bad text about you, and they accidentally send it to you. That hurts, right? Oh, that happened to you. Oh, your coworker said that about you, and you overheard them. Ah. Oh, man, that happened to you and your family. Oh, gosh. Wow. And, and we have this rap sheet, and we have, how many of us know we're good at remembering what others have done to us? Let's be honest. We're good at remembering the rap sheet. Things from 20 years ago, we can remember and go, hey, I remember what my husband did to me on that night when he yelled at me and said this, or vice versa. And we can, we can remember what other people said to us, but... Um, in that rap sheet, a lot of us carry it, and what we do is we hold a spirit of retaliation. A spirit of retaliation is, I'm going to get you back, and I'm not going to let no one stop me. Some way, somehow, I'm going to get you back. Or even we could say, you know what, I'm going to be excited when God gets you back. And that is a spirit that God doesn't want us to have. The Bible says that God doesn't want us to rejoice when our enemies falls. He wants us to actually have a spirit that is, it's supernatural. It's a gift of the Lord. And we're going to look at that really quick. 
But tonight, why don't we rip up all those negative things that people have done to us? And this is something we do every single day because many of us, we are, we are in the front lines every single day. And people may say things, people may do things that hurt us. And we carry that rap sheet around with us. But God wants to bring healing and deliverance to our life. How many believe that tonight? I believe every time we come to church, God wants to bless us. I believe every single service, God wants to bless us. God wants to help us. God wants us to, tonight to get this message. I, I believe tonight is going to be a, a message of freedom. And God's going to give us a liberty inside of our life. Because uh, even as Sister Yvonne, she, she, she hit it right in the head. That we can, we can look at people and we can get different mindsets about different people. And we can hold grudges against them. But look what the Bible says in James chapter 2 verse 13. It says, because judgment without mercy will be shown to anyone who has not been merciful. God says, if you don't show mercy, guess what's going to happen? There's not going to be no mercy for you. And this is what, it's so beautiful what he says. We see this principle in the Bible that mercy triumphs over judgment. Mercy triumphs over judgment. And that's why we're so thankful that God, he could have judged us in our sin. God could have crushed us. But he had mercy on us. And we're going to be looking tonight at something. Um, well, let me just say this tonight. Let me say this about mercy tonight. Mercy is something that many of us um, were scared to have in, in our lives because we don't want to get hurt no more, right? We don't want to get hurt. We don't, wanna, we don't want anybody to offend us or to hurt us. And we set up these walls and these parameters. And I think uh, one of the sisters was talking about putting distances between us and other people. And, and that's something that happens to all of us. But mercy is something that God requires of us. So there's three kinds of mercy. One of them is always with us. It's the last point that I'm going to be looking at. But tonight I want to I talk about first mercy at the hands of others. At the mercy of others. There's points in our life where you and I are at the mercy of other people. And what they do in that time affects us. And the example that I want to talk about is out of the book of Genesis, chapter 37. And we know the familiar story of uh, Joseph. And the Bible says that he was there and he was favored by his father. And he, he came to a point as a young 17-year-old boy. He goes to go uh, visit his brothers who hated him because of the dreams that God had given him. And the Bible says this in the book of uh, Genesis, chapter 37, verse 23. The Bible says these words, it says, when Joseph came to his brothers, they stripped off Joseph's robe, and that represents the, the father's favor, the, his father Jacob's favor over his life. They ripped off his robe of many colors that he had on. Then they took him and they threw him into a pit. How many of us ever had someone throw us in a pit? They threw him in a pit. The pit was empty and without water, and they sat down to eat a meal. And when they looked up, how many, that, that adds insult to injury. Eating a meal while your brother is thrown in a pit? They threw him in a pit. And um, he was there. And the Bible says that they sold him to a caravan of, uh, of, of Midianites. They sold him as a slave. The Bible says that he was at the mercy of his brothers. And what happened in this place is we, we read through the book of Genesis Chapter 37, I hope you get this tonight. But when you're at the mercy of others, don't let it make you bitter. But let it bring maturity in your life. 
Let it bring maturity in your life. When you're at the mercy of others, uh, there's going to be times and moments where you might be at the mercy of others where maybe it's your boss or maybe it's a coworker who is ahead of you or, or whatever the case may be. Let it bring maturity inside of your life instead of making you bitter. Let it make you better. Let it make you better. Another thing that happens when we are at the mercy of others, let it be a learning experience where we learn from uh, the, the circumstances that happen in our life, that God teaches us compassion, that God teaches us to love others, that God teaches us how to treat others in that place when we're at the mercy of others. Okay, so when you're, if you're tonight, you're at the mercy of others and you're like, man, I hate being at this place. Let me just say this, just stay close to Jesus. Stay close to the Lord in that place. The Bible says that, that Joseph was in prison. Turn to your neighbor and say, he was in prison. He was in prison, and guess what happened? The Bible says that God was with him in prison. So even at the mercy of others, God is there with you. He's there with you, and he's going to help you. He's going to strengthen you. The second place that you and I go to is that we're not at the mercy of others, but others are at the mercy of us. The tables turn. See, in life... There's rhythms to life, and in those rhythms, there is changings of the guard. There's places where there's a, a, there's a change, and all of a sudden, you're at a place where you can get even like Stephen. Is there any Stevens here tonight? I'm sorry about that. If you're watching online, Stephen, I'm not talking about you, okay? We're praying for Stephen to come into our, this church. No, but let me say this. Things turn around. And just like Joseph, he was in Potiphar's house, and then he, went to, uh, then he went to prison, and then God, the dreams came true. The dreams that his brothers despised, they came true, and he was in a place where he was on top, and all, his, all of his brothers were on the bottom right there. And Joseph was in a place uh, where he brought his family to Egypt. And the Bible says that they were living, in the, they were living over there in Goshen. It was, it was away from the palace of Egypt. But Joseph was a wealthy man. He had a lot of power. And there's going to be a moment where you have power. That God wants to entrust power to you, authority to you. And maybe it's going to be at your job. Maybe it's going to be in ministry. But let me say this. God will not entrust you with power if you're going to crush people. And with authority because he knows because power can be very dangerous. It can be very dangerous. It, it could become toxic. It, it, things could begin to happen inside of our, our lives. We can get puffed up with pride, and, and we're going to talk about that on Sunday. But let me say this. Uh, there was a change, a shift, and Joseph was in power. He's on the throne. He's there in Egypt, and his brothers are right there. Jacob's right there. And Jacob was kind of like the buffer between Joseph and his brothers. And the Bible says that Joseph, he we see through the text that he struggled with forgiveness. Uh, we see the bitterness. He was crying when his brothers came. He did some things that were kind of, you know, you can see he was getting even a little bit with his brother Judah. And what his brothers had done to him is they had, they had destroyed a relationship for at least 17 years. The relationship he had with his father, Jacob and Joseph. Jacob thought Joseph was dead. They didn't have social media back then. He didn't know. He thought his son was eaten by wolves. That's what the story was. For seven, over, over 17 years, there, there was this time of, of just disconnect and this relationship was severed. 
And the Bible says Joseph was there. God began to raise him up. And, you know, when God begins to raise you up, you get to that place where he's raising you up, he's raising you up, and you start thinking about all the people that hurt you. And you go, oh, I wish they could come back in my life, and I'll show them something right now. Guess what happened? His brothers, they came back into his life. They came back into his life. And Jacob, his father, was the buffer, but then the buffer died. And now it was just Joseph and his brothers. It was a powerful man with men who are not powerful no more. Now Joseph could look down at them. What did Joseph do? Let me ask you the question, what are you going to do? Can God entrust you? Can God entrust me? The Bible says in the book of Genesis chapter 50, in verse 17, verse 16, the Bible says, so they sent this message to Joseph before he died. Your father gave us the command saying to this to Joseph, please forgive your brother's transgressions and their sin, the suffering they caused you. Therefore, please forgive the transgressions of your servants, of the God of your father. Joseph wept. Man, that's like a million chapters, just those two words. Joseph wept. See, mercy isn't easy. The Bible says that Joseph, he wept. His brothers also came to him, bowed down before him and said, we are your slaves. But Joseph said to them, don't be afraid. Am I in the place of God? You've planned evil against me. God planned it for good to bring about the present results, the survival of many people. Therefore, do not be afraid. I will take care of you and your children. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them as the worship team makes their way up here tonight. Tonight, Joseph was in a place where he could have got even, but he had mercy and forgiveness inside of his life. Mercy. Mercy. Tonight, there's going to be a moment in your life where you're going to have the opportunity to show mercy to someone, or you're going to have the opportunity to harbor an offense towards them. To show mercy to your husband, to show mercy to your wife, to show mercy to your children. You and I were all in that place tonight. You might say, Pastor Danny, we're, we're all in what place? You might say, Pastor Danny, right now I'm in the place of prominence. I'm in the place where I can do things to others. Or you might say, Pastor Danny, right now I'm in the place where I'm at the mercy of others. And sometimes you live at those places two times at the same time. But let me say this, there's a place that we live all the time. You might say, what do you mean, Pastor Danny? What do you mean you live all the time? This is a place that you live all the time. And if you remember anything from this simple sermon, I want you to remember this. Every day, we, myself, you, yourself, we are at the mercy of God. The mercy of God. The mercy of God tonight is an amazing thing. 
that even the very breath that, that you and I have in our lungs is a gift from the Lord to us every day. As one of the sisters so eloquently expressed, looking at the trees and, and looking at our life and looking at the lake there in Lake Tahoe, the beauty of God, which demonstrates his love for us. The mercy of God we're at every single day. So you might say, well, how do I honor the mercy of God? Well, we must always remember that God had mercy on us. We must always remember that. We look at Matthew chapter 18, verse 33. I'm going to read that one more time, uh, one time tonight. But God said this. Jesus, uh, Peter came to Jesus and said, Jesus, how many times I got to forgive my brother? And he goes, he wanted to sound really spiritual. He said, seven times, Lord. And the rabbis, what they taught at that time is that to forgive your enemies three times. They gave him three strikes. That's all you get. So Peter thought he was making, going to impress Jesus. He goes, hey, Jesus, uh, how many times should I forgive my, my brothers? And Jesus said, seven times 70. That means that we don't stop forgiving our brothers. We don't stop forgiving our sisters. You and I, we continue to forgive. We live we live in the rhythm of forgiveness. Every day we forgive somebody. Every day we forgive ourselves. We thank God for his mercy. We thank God for his love. Just like every day you go to the, every day you have to eat. You go to that place where you have to eat and you, you what? It's something that's required of us. You and I, we have to forgive. We think about the mercy of God. God has had mercy on us. The Bible says that Jesus said 70 times 7. Then he gives them a parable. He gives him an awesome parable, and he, he talks about a man who had a huge debt. He could never pay this debt. But he went to his, to his, his, his boss. He went to uh, the owner there, and he begged for forgiveness. He said, Lord, he said, please have mercy on me. Please forgive me. And the Bible says that, that that man, he was moved with compassion. He goes, you're forgiven. Go ahead, go. And that man went, and he found another man who owed him some money. Maybe he owed him like 100 bucks, 20 bucks, and he began to you know, choke the man. He said, give me back my money. And all of a sudden, some ser servants seen what was going on. Matthew chapter 18, they seen what was going on, and they went and reported back to this man, back to the king, what had taken place. And that's something that you and I know. We said heaven rules. God sees everything. God sees when you and I are withholding mercy from someone else. God sees when you and I cop an attitude with our husband, with your wife. God sees when, when you and I have that, that you know, that, that um, just, you know what, I'm, I'm not going uh, to love them because, you know, they irritate me or whatever the case may be. God sees all of that. And the Bible says that this man, he got thrown into hell because of his unforgiveness, his lack of mercy. See, that's a concept we see all throughout scripture. It's true. If you and I do not show mercy, God will not show mercy to us. And that's why it's so important that you and I say, God, let me have a merciful heart. God, let me not be bitter towards those who offend me. You know, the Bible says that it's the glory of man to overlook an offense. That's a prudent thing to do. When someone offends you that you overlook and say, you know, God, I overlooked that, God. Because I want to keep unity. I want to keep peace. Another thing that we know about mercy is that God desires mercy. He quoted a verse to the Pharisees out of Hosea chapter 6 and verse 6. And he says, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. He said, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. We know Hosea's wife 
She was Gomer. She was a woman who, who lived a, a scandalous life. And what did, what did Hosea show his wife? Mercy. Mercy. And that was, a, that was a picture of God's love for his people. That he keeps on bringing us back. He keeps on showing us mercy. Even when we're what? When we're unfaithful to him, he keeps on showing us his mercy. I think one of the sisters said to never forget where we came from. The mercy that God gave us inside of our life. Such an awesome thing. God desires mercy and not sacrifice. Good comes to those who are merciful. Matthew chapter 5 verse 7 says this. Blessed. Everyone say blessed. Let's say it like we mean it. Say blessed. Oh man, God's doing great things right now. Blessed are the merciful for they will be shown mercy. I remember... As a kid, if we could all stand with our heads bowed, our eyes closed, I remember as a kid, my Royal Ranger commander, never forget him, he was an awesome Royal Ranger commander. And he told me a story about when he got saved, he was involved in gangs before he, he got saved, he was involved in, in terrible things. And what happened was his brother got killed out there in the streets. He got killed, he got murdered. And he, he lived with that hurt for many bitterness for many years, wanting to get even, wanting to get that man back. And what happened was he gave his life to the Lord, and then when he gave his life to the Lord, God began to work in his life, began to do things in his life, and God began to deal with that, that hurt, and God said, I want you to forgive that man. I want you to forgive him. I want you to let go of that bitterness. And he let go. He said, God, I give it to you. God gave him freedom. God gave him hope. God gave him joy. So awesome. And what ended up happening is one night, he was, it was a Friday night over there in Fresno, California, right there on Kings Canyon. That's where a lot of people go cruising. It's like Whittier Boulevard. A lot of people go cruising there. And he went cruising. They, they were cruising out there. He was out there passing out flyers, telling people about the Lord. And as he was doing that, he seen the man who had killed his brother. And right there, he was faced with a choice. Is he going to go over there and get even? Is he going to go over there and punch that guy's lights out? Is he going to go over there and tackle that guy to the ground? You know what he chose? So awesome. He chose mercy. He went to that man and he gave him a flyer. And he told him, Jesus loves you. That man's face was full of fear. He was like, what's going on? Like all scared. But he showed not judgment. He showed mercy. And that's the heart of God. See, God, he wants us to show mercy to others. Instead of retaliating, instead of getting even, instead of giving them a piece of our mind, instead of, you know, fighting or whatever the case may be, God is a God of mercy and mercy triumphs judgment. Let me ask you this question tonight. How many of you here tonight, there's someone that needs your mercy? There's someone in your life right now that needs your mercy right now. Maybe you're watching online and I know it's not easy. We know it's not easy, but someone needs your mercy. But you know the good news is, how many of us remember that we needed God's mercy too? We needed God's mercy, and God showed us mercy, amen. So tonight, if you're here tonight, you say, you know what, Pastor Danny, I want to accept the Lord Jesus. I want Christ in my life. Or you're watching online, you say, I want God's mercy. I want my sins forgiven. Can you just raise up your hand right where you're at and say, I would like to accept the Lord Jesus in my life. Raise your hand up right where you're at. God loves you. He has a plan for you. God wants to do a, a mighty work in your life. 
He loves you with an everlasting love. He wants to have mercy in all your sins to get thrown into the deepest ocean, never to be remembered again. And maybe you're watching online, you want to give your life to the Lord. The Bible says for us to repent, to call on the name of the Lord, and we'll be saved. I want to pray for you. If you want to accept the Lord, say these words with me. Say, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for all my sins. I believe that you died and that you rose again. From this day forward, my life is yours. Thank you for your blood. Thank you for your mercy. Have your way in my life. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. If you said that prayer, if you could just let us know in the comments, we would love to reach out to you and give you some more information about this new life you have in Christ. So awesome. Tonight, I want to see us all show mercy to others. The reality tonight is there's offenses that we can remember from others. There's offenses that you and I have. Hey, I remember they did that to me. I remember 1983, what they said about me. I remember 1991, what that guy did to my family member. I remember what this happened, that happened, this happened, that happened tonight. Why don't we just go, you know what? I'm going to rip them up. I'm going to tear these up. Oh, wow. Not as easy as it looks. Mercy's not easy. <laughs> Mercy's not easy. I'm going to tear up all those things they said about me. All those words that they, that they cursed me with. They tried to say I was not going to amount to anything. All those words that they said about your family. All those words that... They said about your grandma, your grandfather, about your church, whatever they may have said. Today, you know what? Let's show mercy. Let's say, you know what? I'm going to show mercy. I'm not going to allow these words to stop me from being that man, that woman that God calls me to be. Tonight, I, 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 really, I really feel tonight, the devil's going to try to stop us tonight. He's going to try to make, make us feel like, you know what? Don't go up there. Don't go up there. You know why? Because you already forgave them, but you know you really haven't. You know you haven't. You know why? You know how you know you haven't? Because you're still tormented by it. It's tormenting you. It's, it's stopping you from going forward. It's stopping you from having that joy, from having that peace. Tonight, a life that pleases God is a life of mercy. If this message dealt with you anyway, I want to open up this altar tonight. We're going to pray for you. We're going to believe God with you. I want you to come up here tonight. We're going to just believe God for his strength tonight.